Hello, travelers. Welcome to the Mwende We Know podcast season two. As you know, by now, Mwende We Know translates to go well in several Zambian languages and is used to bestow travel mercies on people who are embarking on a journey. Now, the aim of this podcast is to inspire you to explore your city, your country, your continent, and beyond. But in the times that we are living in, um, now, most recently, um, the world has been, um, literally, we're all, you know, self in isolation and quarantining due to the coronavirus. So, you know, we're not able to actually get out and explore our cities and continents and countries in the way that we had previously. Um, you know, borders have been canceled, flights have been canceled, and leisure travel is currently suspended as we know it. Um, if we're looking at current statistics, Africa, currently has less cases than the rest of the world, but it is one of the regions that is heavily dependent on tourism from outside of the continent, which means that the tourism and hospitality industries will be and already are being heavily impacted, probably more than other countries um, outside of the continent. So I decided to do a special podcast episode to address um, the coronavirus from the perspective of people whose businesses rely on travel and tourism, particularly from um, the African continent. So my first guest is um, Chibuzo Ofolue. He's the co-founder of AfriClaim, which is Nigeria's first um, flight delay compensation company. Um, hi, Chibuzo, and welcome to the Mwendewino podcast. Hello, Maz. Uh, thank you for having me once again. Um, I was really excited when I saw your email, you know, mm-hmm. uh, an opportunity to talk about something I really love, mm-hmm. which is air travel and not coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we we're like really living in very uncertain times right now, especially for aviation. I mean, we've seen the SARS epidemic, the September 11th attacks, mm-hmm. and the 2009 crisis Mm -hmm. but like this seems like you know have that number one spot for impact yeah you know so this is probably the worst year in aviation history ever and it's it's still it's still so scary because like it's still uncertain so we still still don't know what's happening and anyone you know claiming to know when all this is you know coming to an end is really just you know predicting based on uh, assumptions, you yeah. know. So it's it's really crazy. Uh, last last time I checked, uh, according to uh, the IATA, which is the International Air Transport Association, mm-hmm. uh, Air Transportation Association, the global uh, air travel industry could lose up to as much as uh, 113 billion dollars wow. in revenue the crisis this year. Mm-hmm. And this is this is dependent on if. Uh, the crisis doesn't take longer than uh, predictions to, you know, clear out. So uh, it's really, it's really crazy times we're living in, but uh, this is unfortunately the reality right now. It's absolutely crazy. And you mentioned um, figures for, you know, the overall, um, you know, the overall aviation industry in terms of like the amount of money that could be lost. Um, and, you know, there was an article on CNN um, recently, which was, you know, more concentrated on African airlines and said that, and at that time, which, you know, this, this article has been out for, you know, for I think maybe about a week now, but um, the article that CNN put out had predicted that the African airlines would lose at least $4.4 billion. Um, and I mean, this has been since the coronavirus has, you know, since the coronavirus began. And, you know, just in the last week, we've seen airlines like Kenya Airways, South African Airlines, you know, have canceled flights or grounded their flights. Um, and I think the only African airline that I know of that's still flying currently is Ethiopian Air. So, like, how would you rate the different airlines, like in terms of like their response rate to Corona and um, do you think any of these airlines have made any like changes, like for their members? Like, I know I get emails from Emirates saying like your miles are valid for like, you know, the rest of the year and like different airlines, American airlines are like giving incentives for future travel for their customers. So in terms of like African airlines, like how do you rate the ones that like, you know, had a best response rate to the Corona crisis? 
okay. Um, so that's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Um, so firstly, uh, honestly, like in this part of the world, like in every part of the world right now, mm-hmm. there's like very little airline companies can actually do mm-hmm. because with the crisis like this, they're really small impact on the cash flows and the revenues and uh, the airline uh, industries notorious for having like the thinnest profit margins in terms of like, you know, business and all. So this is very dangerous for, you know, business. So like a lot of um, companies are really, they're, they're unfortunately not really focused on uh, customer service right now. Mm-hmm. They're like just focused on surviving because they need to survive to, um, for their like employees to keep their jobs. And also, like, there are a couple of airlines have uh, gone through, like, uh, pay cuts. Some have already uh, started laying off um, staff and all. So this is, in the, this is in the global scene. So mm-hmm. relatively speaking, uh, the whole, like, coronavirus stuff just really um, hit Africa. Uh, I, I think we have, a, we have a head start, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, we kind of blew it because it's, like, when we had the opportunity to, you know, lock down, even if it meant like partially locked down, mm-hmm. we were kind of like uh, careless with it. And like now there's like this uh, massive, like, you know, the numbers are growing daily. So I checked out the CNN article you sent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which was about 10 uh, days ago. And like, you know, between uh, then and now. that time and now, like so much has, you know, changed. Same, so like, yeah. Uh, about 42 of Africa's 54 countries are now affected, so with over 3,000 cases mm-hmm. as of uh, yesterday. So um, generally speaking, there's been a significant drop in demand and traffic. So in the last month alone, there have been about 270,000 global cancellations mm-hmm. and 265,000 global delays. So every like in airports are closing down, uh, airlines are still flying, the seats are empty, and like... You know, the gates are empty, so it's really unimaginable stuff. So um, there's really little uh, airlines can do. So, for example, with the South African Airlines, mm-hmm. uh, right, uh, for, um, right before this crisis, they were having, like, uh, an internal crisis of their own. Mm-hmm. So it's, they are, like, great after, like, this whole period is very uncertain. Mm-hmm. So this could be, like, the final nail in their um, coffin. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best airlines, back to your question, mm. in, to be specific, the best airlines could pretty much do right now is just off, offer free um, free rebooking after like you know, the cancellation. So, mm-hmm. But how they're going to do that, I really don't know because it's it's going to be like, it's like so many people have like, you know, cancel tickets. Because so, I was meant to go back to uh london next week mm-hmm. so my flight got cancelled mm-hmm. i just got an email like you know my flight got cancelled but there was like no follow-up so uh it's like how are they going to accommodate you know the cancelled flights with the people that have still booked their flights in in advance yeah. uh, there's going to be like a big question on the, the capacity there so um the the good thing or i'm not even sure if it's so good but uh within regional um air travel there's still some movement mm-hmm. uh inter-border travel is pretty much on lockdown so Ethiopia, is, Ethiopia airlines is still flying right now because mm-hmm. um they haven't uh gone on a, a complete lockdown or a partial lockdown yet mm-hmm. or other areas like you know south africa madagascar nigeria to name a few are on uh partial either on partial lockdowns or complete lockdowns so yeah like airlines are going to take a definite hit because if you even try like you know flying any planes they're going to be grounded and seized mm-hmm. so yeah so there's little they can do i i was reading the other day that this uh, vietnamese airline that was offering to pay passengers up to eight thousand five hundred dollars i think wow if they were to catch the coronavirus after flying with them so <laughs> wow than, after <laughs> flying with them <laughs> yeah like if you fly with them and you were like Magically, to get like a coronavirus, you can tell them and they will pay you like you know eight thousand five hundred dollars wow. just in case anyone is looking for like some extra. I mean, the same. <laughs> but other than other than that, which even sounds very bizarre, like other than that, um, most airlines are really just focused on 
protecting their business because if they were to like you know run out of business then anyone that had like a ticket before um the whole coronavirus has like you know forfeited the ticket so like uh, we as passengers really need to just be very patient for mm-hmm. the time being because mm-hmm. it's we have to acknowledge it's it's a hard time for the world in general but it's a very hard time particularly for the airline industry because it's a, it's an industry that runs on cash flows that like runs on like you know maximizing efficiency so uh, we already thought that the worst had happened with the Boeing seven three seven Max crisis, mm-hmm. but uh, that was uh, that was just the warm up for what was going to happen. So yeah, now with the coronavirus, like uh, having I can imagine owning an airline and having like all your planes grounded, uh, it's 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 a very tough time. So they're going to definitely it's going to take a while to re- reorganize and uh, reaccommodate people on flights. Uh, Definitely, no one's going to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I, I believe the industry, you know, have will learn lots of lessons, and the strongest airlines uh, will come out on top of this situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, in the African airline industry, it's uh, pretty much the same as the global. Uh, I think they should be just focused on like remaining in business and uh, surviving for mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for saying that. Um, when you were talking, I just thought of two things. One of them I was thinking about, you know, like the last time we, we spoke on the previous episode that you featured on that, um, you can check out, um, if you go to our, um, SoundCloud or Spotify or any of the other platforms that were on where Chibuzo and his co-founder were a member where we spoke about national airlines and, the ones that were supposed to launch. So for instance, Zambia was supposed to, um, by this time, you know, have our national airline and then that didn't happen. Well, it was pushed back. And now I'm thinking about like this, yeah. you know, they had said, oh yeah, 2020, the airline is going to be up and, you know, and then now I'm thinking with this crisis, like definitely it's going to affect, you know, countries that had planned for national airlines to rise again, you know, this year. So that's obviously going to set back um, the national airline industry in Zambia and then again speaking of Zambia so we do have we don't have a national airline but we have like a it's like a private airline company that you know effectively it's it's Zambian so I guess people would call it like a Zambian airline so they like literally like last week they kind of they announced that they were going to be flying to they were still going to be flying to Johannesburg from Lusaka because South African Airlines you know when they granted the flights the South Africa Lusaka uh, Johannesburg Lusaka route was cancelled and then this airline decided to you know use this opportunity to you know and then be like okay we're gonna be flying there and then uh, people criticized them heavily and then i just got an email today from them saying that they're you know they've decided to cancel all flights they're not going to be flying to Johannesburg anymore but it just made me think about like you were saying like you know, this is like about making a profit, it's about making money. So other airlines like that are still flying because Zambia hasn't, we haven't closed our borders yet. Um, so like some airlines are seeing this like as an advantage and they're trying to make money, but this is like at the expense of human lives, you know? Yeah. So I thought that yes, was definitely. like not, you know, that was like when I was even reading this, I'm like, is this like actually ha- like, is this is this actually happening? Like people are still trying to fly. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's because it's kind of like the saying, like, you know, like business will like always go on. So the government travel restrictions have been uh, a bit de- detrimental on business, but they're very important mm-hmm. because um, if you look at um, Africa, for example, different countries in Africa, if you, if you really look at the costs of shutting the border mm-hmm. early as opposed to the cost of dealing with the coronavirus, you see that like we should have all shut our borders down weeks, you know, ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, because, like, you know, like, whether we like it or not, we don't really have as much um, uh, foreign direct investments in most parts of uh, in of Africa. You know, like, generally, the aviation sector is crippled. The tourism sector is not doing the best. So, like, it's we have the opportunity to really just pull all foreign international travel on hold mm-hmm. uh, there could have been like you know an allowance made to um nationals that were like you know stuck abroad to come back but then they should have been forced into compulsory quarantine for about let's say 14 days 
but like you know it's just like it's it's kind of like people are waiting to get hit before they learn and like they're not learning from others mm. mistakes because we saw this happen in italy we saw this happen in spain we saw this happen in new york we saw this happen everywhere mm-hmm. and we're still waiting to record our first thousand cases before we start shutting down borders yeah so that's what i meant by like we had the head start but we really screwed up mm-hmm. we really screwed up and i hope like you know we don't pay dearly for it because um, Africa is not as equipped to deal with this virus as other parts have. I really don't hope, you know, like things get worse, mm. but it's almost kind of avoidable. Yeah. Because currently we have uh, relatively the lowest cases, mm-hmm. but um, it just literally got in to, it just literally got into um, Africa. So it's only a matter of time before we know what's really going on. If you look at the infrastructure, if you look at the amount of uh, hospital beds available, the ventilators, like we're not ready for this. So we should have not risked uh, taking it. We, we didn't, there, was, there were no real economic gains, you know, leaving the border open mm-hmm. as opposed to closing them. Really, mm-hmm. It's really sad. So I, I, I really understand why there'll be a, that revolt against like you know the open borders in such a time as like uh, as this so yeah yeah um speaking of travel in the future um actually before that i just wanted to ask if you think because i know like uh airlines in europe and north america they're you know they they appealed for like bailouts do you think african airlines will be getting bailouts um Mm -hmm. specifically I mean, you mentioned South African Airlines previously and how they had issues even before the coronavirus. And, you know, the first time they had issues, they, well, they've had issues more than once, but, like, they've been bailed out by their governments. Um, but do you think, like, other, you know, airlines for other countries or even South African Airlines, do you think after this crisis that, you know, African governments will be bailing out these um, these airlines? Or do you think it's going to devastate the economy so much that African, that African nations will not be able to, um, you know, compensate these airlines well you know i i hope so like i hope so i'm just being optimistic i hope like you know the government really understand the situation um uh to speak more directly about south african airlines i think they've used their three strikes already so Mm. i'm not too optimistic on the few i I, like south african airlines is one as a kid i really love uh the airline like i really love their like tail their colors and stuff so it's one airline that I'll really be sad to see go, mm-hmm. but um, I, I, I think because there were like a lot of like you know news reports um, a bit late last year of um, you know the government really giving up on like you know injecting money again mm-hmm. and all, and there were like massive cases of mismanagement and also they may not because the bailout now would be higher than, like, the amount needed to, like, you know, resource stage operations would mm-hmm. be higher than what they were getting before. So I don't think the government is really interested. It's to, it's almost better to, you know, shoot, shoot them off, basically. Mm-hmm. So um, um, my guess is that, like, you know, it's the government-owned airlines that are more likely to survive. Mm-hmm. This is possibly true in Africa and in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um and um, so, one problem we have in mm-hmm. Nigeria in particular and mm-hmm. in other parts of Africa mm-hmm. is the regulations and uh, restrictions and taxes in aviation industry are very unfair. Mm-hmm. Like in Africa, sad, but we don't have like a single uh, air like uh, policy. Like, you know, planes are not allowed to you know travel from country to country free. So it's the government have their like own agendas, but like I hope uh, they are able to see long term because that's the problem. That's why like every like aviation enthusiast in this part of the world has been screaming, you know, like the government should like help the air travel industry. But the problem with the government is that they see the air travel industry as a short term cash cow, a money making machine, mm-hmm. which is not the truth. Mm-hmm. It's something you like invest in the long term and also. The question now is, would they be able to see long-term enough to invest, like, by, you know, giving bailouts to a couple of these companies, or are they just going to be like, no, um, another airline is going to start and take your place, and, like, whatever happens to you, happens to you. Mm. So, um, all honestly, like, I'm, I hope for, like, I hope the government really, you know, uh, 
play the big brother role and like really help a lot of these uh, companies out because it's a really a tough time for them and a lot of time uh, a lot of them will probably exit the market if there's no support or if there's no bailout and um, if there's no bailout if they have no provisions for bailout then at least the very least they can do is uh, reduce at least the regulations and taxes for a while and like you know allow you know these companies to be able to you know recoup some of this money they've lost because like this whole period has been really impactful on their like you know cash flows Mm -hmm. none of them must have predicted this uh, at all happening because have in mind they're still paying currently as we speak for like you know parking charges and they're still paying uh, salaries so like business for them is still going on like their planes grounded the government grounded their planes so the least the government could do is to help them you know back up yeah, because aviation is very important. It's a very important part of the economy, but the governments in this part of the world don't really seem to see how important it is. They just see it as like we need to make money and we need to make money. Now. Mm-hmm. So with aviation, it's never business as usual. So we hope um, we hope there like uh, some strong voices that are able to you know help uh, help uh, with the help convince them to build a couple of these airlines out. So, mm-hmm. Thanks for um, sharing that. Like I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to ask, um, you know, people like when the beginning of Corona happened and it wasn't, you know, people didn't see it as serious because it wasn't in their country. Like everybody was online, like checking for flight deals, including myself. And, you know, I regularly check flight deals. This is like a hobby of mine. I love checking flight deals. And um, I started seeing these like really, you know, cheap flights to certain, you know, countries or cities that were previously super expensive. And even now, like I've been seeing, like I've still been checking flight deals and I've been seeing like, you know, um, the, like the flights um, are like for November, December, or for like even next year. So like for, you know, the the average traveler, like, do you think people should be booking flights now for like, you know, the end of the year or for like next year? And if so, what are the things that travelers should look out for in terms of like when they're booking? Should we be paying, you know, the travel insurance that they ask just in case our flight is canceled? Because I know previously, like, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd buy a flight, especially when you're like on a budget, you buy a flight and you don't pay for any insurance because you're like, you're not thinking like anything bad is you know, going to happen, but like now moving forward in the future, like should we be paying more attention to, you know, buying the travel insurance just in case something, you know, was to happen? Um, okay. So yes, yes, definitely. Like right now it's more important than ever to have like at least at the very minimum an insurance cover because, uh, even, uh, even like just because of like uncertainty, like I said earlier on, um, anyone claiming to know when all this is ending or predicting given dates or the time is just drawing figures from thin air because mm-hmm. like this is a situation that has relatively like has never been dealt with before, so no one really knows when uh, the the whole case is going to disappear because um, I'm sure you must have seen on the news like you know some people that are tested positive then recovered eventually tested positive again so like if you have situations like that it becomes like a little bit more scary because mm-hmm. it's just like what does the future really hold how does this mysteriously vanish from the surface of the earth mm-hmm. so um, um, so booking tickets in advance uh, yeah like a couple there like definitely will be like you know a lot of uh, financial gain with that but like insur- an insurance cover is definitely important because not only is the risk is that the risk of you know the flight getting cancelled there's also the risk of the airline going bankrupt and running mm. out of business you know mm. we've seen so many times like an airline is flying today like normal and then the next day the airline is out of business i think um when i when thomas cook went bankrupt mm-hmm. uh i can't remember one of the airlines are re- recent i think, I think it was, was it Nor- there was also norwegian air i think recently um I'm, i i think i'm not sure mm-hmm. i'm not sure but i think the particular story I, i'm trying to like give it to i think mm-hmm. it had to do with monarch so mm-hmm. um some passengers had got to the airport, like, you know, checked in, dropped their bags, go on the plane, and, you know, and they were taxiing, you know, and the airline goes bankrupt, and they have to, like, turn back to the gate. Wow. 
like literally that that's how fast airlines go out of business mm. so uh, you think like you know yeah virgin atlantic for example uh, okay i'm not picking on virgin atlantic virgin atlantic is actually my favorite airline but it's just the first name that you know came to mind so virgin atlantic you could think like you know they're never going to run out of business but mm-hmm. well, you could wake up tomorrow and like, see on the news like yeah virgin atlantic just fell for you know bankruptcy and yeah. stuff so it's um it's very important to like you know get insurance cover and make sure like you know uh the insurance covers like you know some of this uh um element some of these factors uh, that could uh, you know potentially happen so um the problem now is like if if you're looking to like save costs you're probably not looking to spend like your savings on insurance but at the end of the day you don't really want to lose both ways yeah you know and um also like um one tip I would uh, also advise for you know people um that plan on buying tickets right now is to use a credit card there's a blog post we did on um after this was after like you know Thomas Cook went out of business mm-hmm. so we did a card um we did a blog post on like you know how what to what to do or how to avoid you know being in some like situations uh where you're like trapped as a result of the airline's mm-hmm. bankruptcy so mm-hmm. like yeah i think the, with, with credit cards uh i think the money gets instantly refunded but like once the money is paid with cash or like you know with the debit from your like card or something it's harder to get that money back mm-hmm. from you know the airline mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll share the post with you so you can like you know share it with um your listeners Definitely. it's to be really helpful in this insurance cover just like you said it's really important and very advisable definitely thank you for that we're definitely going to link it in the show notes um so now before i let you go chibuza i just wanted to let's think optimistically now like let's think that this virus is going to be over you know soon where are you excited to travel to after all this is over uh miami definitely miami because the funny thing is i was actually before um before like the whole virus stuff like uh i was actually planning a trip with my girlfriend to miami like next month mm. i know but like now no one <laughs> so as soon as this ends whenever it ends hopefully soon yeah uh definitely my you know just because i really haven't really had like a holiday this year mm-hmm. and um just it's just be nice to get out like you know yeah uh, the beach front mm-hmm. like have cocktails or something very nice yeah yeah but yeah so that's the that's the best place that pops to mind okay awesome so um thank you so much chibuzo for being on the mwende wina podcast where can we follow um africlaim on social media uh okay so you can follow africlaim at africlaim that's at a-f-r-i-c-l-a-i-m on twitter instagram facebook uh, you can check us out on YouTube as well and um, on LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so on all any social media platform that pops to mind, just search us, Africlaim, you'll probably see us. Okay, great. Um, You know, usually I end this podcast, as you know, with like saying, on your next travels, I wish you well. Um, when do we know, as we say in Zambia, but you know, we're not traveling anywhere <laughs> for a while. <laughs> <laughs> But out of um, out of tradition, I guess I will say, you know, thank you to Wuzo and um, on your next travels, which I wish, which I wish, which I hope and wish is very, very soon, you know. <laughs> I wish you well, or as we say in Zambia, Mwende Wino. You can check out the Mwende Wino podcast. We're on Instagram at Mwende Wino Podcast. We're on Twitter at Mwende Wino. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud. We're on Player FM. We're on Anchor FM and Google Podcasts as well. So until next time, um, I wish you well and please subscribe to the Mwende Wino podcast. I'm here with Rodan Nuhu, who is a consultant 
for the hospitality industry based in Abuja, Nigeria. You may remember Rhoda from an interview in season one of the Monday Winner podcast when we reviewed um, African countries that travel, global travel uh, magazines had covered um, last year as the next, you know, hotspots for travelers. So hi, Rhoda. Welcome to the Monday Winner podcast again. Thank you for having me again. You're welcome. Um, so obviously, we're talking about the coronavirus and its impact on specifically the uh, tourism and hospitality industry on the African continent. So what are your thoughts going in in terms of like in the short term, like what has happened? What have you noticed that has happened? Are hotels um, recording less bookings and in terms of like tourism, like I know you're based in Nigeria, so have like the national parks or have the, some of the tourism attractions there been shut down yet? Yeah, uh, let me start by saying uh, my heart goes out to everyone affected by the virus and to everyone else. Please listen to the health experts who are advising we practice good hygiene and social distancing. So hopefully we get through this soon and uh, stronger. Mm hmm. So, um, generally speaking, about it is a really vulnerable industry in the sense that every event, macroeconomic event, has a huge impact on business. Mm -hmm. So, that being said, the impact of the coronavirus has been unprecedented. It's something that hasn't been seen before. It's a new virus, as um, we've been told. So, there's really not much that we can do at this point or, or say regarding the situation because it is really uncertain. Mm -hmm. So, for starters, the obvious impact is uh, on the number of uh, tourists arrivals to the country. Mm -hmm. Come uh, 67 million international tourists, which was a 5% increase compared to the previous year. Now, the UNWTO is forecasting 20 to 30% drop in global arrivals. So we can definitely expect this to be reflected in Africa's performance this year. So that is uh, one aspect. Uh, secondly, um, we've seen countries implement travel restrictions. Mm -hmm. So we've seen it progress from partial to full in some destinations. Mm -hmm. So around where they go to and stuff like that. Um, it started with bans, actually, on some countries with high rates uh, of infections. We've actually seen African countries do that, like Uganda, Senegal, Algeria, and even more. Uh, currently, some countries have their airspace closed, airports are closed, like Nigeria, my home country, for instance. Um, no flights can come into the country now. I think you need like special approval from the Ministry of Aviation. And in some other countries, like South Africa, there's a complete when there are flight restrictions or bans. Obviously, passenger numbers have dropped significantly. Um, it also affects the airline operations. So they've had to incorporate like more checks on passengers in terms of like temperature. Um, they've had to get their staff personal protective equipment and generally increase like um, sanitary practices in the areas. Mm -hmm. So the flight restrictions have also led to airlines canceling routes like it's to connect on the continent and one of the best performing airlines the best actually had to cancel 30 destinations so that is telling on their financials obviously mm -hmm. and IATA has um, already forecasted that African airlines are going to lose 4.4 billion US dollars so that alone is telling on the impact on, on um, the aviation sector mm -hmm. I um yeah. I interviewed. So I can speak about hotels. Mm -hmm. No, I was just gonna say I briefly I I um I interviewed um Chibuzo Ofulue, who's like the CEO of AfriClaim, which is like a flight compensation company based in uh in Niger headquarters Nigeria, and we spoke about like the impact of um the coronavirus on the tourism industry, and we talked about those figures as well. And um mm -hmm. you know it's uh we were talking about like you know the situation in America where some of the airlines are getting bailouts and. We're thinking from an African perspective, right. like if that's actually going to happen. And we, um, you know, he, one of his, um, concluding points was that he thinks that South African Airways might not recover because they already had issues before. Mm -hmm. And then now with like, they're, they've already been bailed out by the government, you know, um, last year. Exactly. So like this, I mean, 
we, we're not sure if they're yeah. going to be getting a bailout from their government this time because, I mean, it's just so expensive, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not just um, SAA. Kenyan Airlines as well. These two were actually having troubles already in the past. So this pandemic even further complicates the issue. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I know I read yeah. an article on Voyages Afrique that... Um, the president of South Africa has said that he's going to set aside um, about 200 million rand or 11.4 million dollars to assist um, small and medium enterprises in the tourism and hospitality sector who've been affected. So, I mean, I think that's the only country I've heard so far mm-hmm. where they've actually said, okay, so much money we're going to give the tourism industry. Obviously, it's still very early to, to you know, to conclude on that but i think it's interesting that south africa i mean south right, africa relies right. on tourism a lot so you know i think they definitely had to do something quickly mm-hmm. yeah so you were gonna talk yeah, about definitely. the government uh, intervention mm-hmm. is go ahead yeah mm-hmm. you were saying so um speaking of hotels mm-hmm. generally there has been a significant drop in occupancy like it has gone really bad mm-hmm. um According to SPR, which is a company that offers market intelligence, it varies across um, different countries. But just to give an idea, like Ghana has seen 41% drop, Ivory Coast 37, uh, 46 and 47 in Kenya and Tanzania, respectively. Mm-hmm. And they have said it's worse than it was during the global financial crisis of 2008. Wow. That so for the hotels, um, low occupancy means no business, and no business means no revenue. Um, some hotels have had to close down quite a number, actually, one of which is Serena Hotels, which has a significant presence in East Africa. So mm-hmm. they've closed temporarily some lodges until June to see how the situation is. So generally, um, hotel supply is also going to be affected because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, a Lagos-based consultancy called W Hospitality, they publish an annual hotel pipeline report for Africa. Mm-hmm. So the last report said um, there are 401 hotels in the pipeline with um, Radisson and Hilton leading the way. So mm-hmm. obviously because of the pandemic, the, these chains are going to have to go back to the drawing board and see how the situation is in terms of their financials and decide what's going to open. as well mm-hmm. because of the situation at hand mm-hmm. thanks for sharing that um yeah i remember because i do remember like in the last uh, conversation we had in the pre in the season one we were talking about like chains like marriott for instance that were going to have a, lar- a larger presence on the african continent um and that was like last year and then going exactly. forward so obviously this is going to put a serious um it's going to definitely change business operations across the continent Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I kind of also wanted to ask you, like, so what do you, I mean, you mentioned Ghana, like, um, a few minutes ago, and you know, Ghana um, had the year of the return last year, then they were trying to, like, extend that campaign beyond and do, um, I think it's called beyond the return was like the new tagline that they'd come up with. And you did mention there's been a 47% mm-hmm. drop in arrivals in Ghana. So do you think like, is like, I mean, obviously it's very early, but um, do you think this is going to affect the beyond the year um, campaign in Ghana? Uh, absolutely, because it's going to affect the number of arrivals. Ghana is one destination that's work. International market is very important for Ghana. Mm-hmm. And the, the dip in hotel occupancy alone is telling that not many people are traveling. Mm-hmm. So it's going to affect the number of people that are going to come because it's going to take a while as well for international travel to pick up when all of this is over. So it's definitely going to have an impact on numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, you just mentioned um, how you know international arrivals are not going to, even after the virus and international arrivals are not going to you know instantly pick up. So you know I was thinking of the local right. tourism industry, domestic tourism. This is a time for... Uh, African tourism agencies to now focus on their domestic population to encourage them to, um, you know, to travel within their country and spend money. So one of the, you know, like we've spoken about South Africa and Kenya, and those are like usually the, the countries that we look at in terms of tourism because they seem to lead um, the way. So I know South Africa recently, uh, the South African tourism 
um, I think it's agency or board. They released a video um, that I posted on my Twitter, but it was, I love the video. It's literally, you know, it's encouraging people to stay home, but it says like, you know, going forward, like we're going to go back and we're going to explore South Africa when this virus is over. And they have like a whole campaign for it. And I saw also mm-hmm. um, Kenya, like they put out a, um, like a, a print ad and then you know it's like stay home and then it says travel tomorrow and i really like how the two countries are you know they're already kind of like ahead of the game they're realizing that you know right. domestic tourism is important and they're trying to get more people to to come on board so like do you um i guess my question is like how, you know do you think other African tourism companies should now be looking at um, domestic tourism versus trying to attract internationals after the crisis? Absolutely. I saw that video and I thought it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, I think speaking of recovery, right, Mm -hmm. the local market is definitely going to be like a quick pickup and short term like recovery plan for any destination that decides to take it seriously. And if you know me, you know that I'm an advocate for inter-Africa travel. Mm -hmm. I've always said that Africa market, there needs to be a lot more marketing in other destinations to African countries. So um, it's really a great initiative that South Africa and Kenya are spearheading now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also in line with UNWTO's campaign of stay home and travel tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So there's this synergy in that way. And I think more destinations need to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, promoting to the local market doesn't cost as much as it is to promote the international market because this market is right. There's knowledge about the destination already, although there needs to be more in some destinations. So it's very important to take advantage and leverage the local and domestic markets as a form of recovery mm-hmm. in terms of tourism for the continent. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And there, um, I, I like uh, that there are bloggers and vloggers and travel influencers on the continent who are, you know, they're already saying like, you know, we're going to um, promote our local tourism. I know South Africa, they have a... 21, I forgot what it's called, but you know, 21, they have a 21 day lockdown and they have bloggers who are going to be sharing pictures over the next 21 days. Of 21 different... days, 21 countries. Yes. I yeah. yeah. I think that's an amazing campaign also because it's now encouraging people like, you know, even not, not even just like people from that country, but even like us who are, we're African, but we're outside of their countries. But like, that's also going to encourage us, you know, after we're done exploring our countries to also travel to another African country. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that also tells us that we don't have to wait for the government to do everything right. Everyone has their parts to play. And it's really great that the private sector, um, the bloggers have taken this initiative. Rhoda, I would like to thank you so much for being on the Mwende We Know podcast. Um, Where can we find you on social media? Uh, You can find me on Twitter as Rhoda Nuhu and Instagram Rhoda underscore YN. Okay, great. Um, You know, usually I... I end the podcast by telling people, like, I wish them safe travels on the next travels. But, you know, since we're not going to be traveling, at least physically. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I wish you well. Um, and I guess just based on tradition, I would say on your next travels, I wish you well. Or as we say in Zambia, Mwende Wino. So I'm speaking to Terira and Chedza, who are sisters. They are travel influencers, vloggers and bloggers from Zimbabwe and their brand is called Afro Nomads. They also run trips through that brand. So we're going to we're going to speak about how Corona has affected those trips as well as where they're looking forward to traveling to after the virus is over. Hi Cheds and Teriro. Hi Mazua. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you ladies? Yeah, very well. Good. Thank you. Good. Very well. <laughs> As good as can be, considering the circumstances. Stay safe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I know. So I know that you ladies had um, trips um, planned as part of Afro Nomads. You did. You 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 do group trips, and um, I remember. So one of the first trips that I saw um, that was canceled after, as soon as the announcement was made for Corona was the trip that you guys had to Bushfire in Swaziland. Um, Bushfire was one of the first festivals actually on the continent to cancel, um, you know, their, their festival for this year. And um, I kind of wanted to know, like, you know, how Corona has affected um, the rest of some of your group trips going forward. Oh yeah. So, um, 
you know, it came as a bummer for us because we're looking forward to that trip. But of course, you know, safety is always important. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that one was cancelled, and um, yeah, so, and it's definitely um um affected um some of our upcoming trips. We've had to cancel because we will be in lockdown um on those dates anyway, mm-hmm. and just for safety reasons as well, we've had to cancel um. Well, more like postpone the one in May in Kariba. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's the, we're just fortunate that most of um, the people that who had signed up for our trips mm-hmm. agreed to postpone to a little, uh, a little date. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's been really a bummer because it's, it's now us living in, like, we're not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's very uncertain times, really. So, plans that we had. Yeah. But, yeah, you know. It's always unexpected, hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been it's the, the 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 speed at which the virus has spread and like the impact that it's had on the travel industry, particularly the African industry, yeah. is already like we can already feel it because um a lot of us, a lot of our countries depend on foreign, you know, foreign travels, foreign travelers. Absolutely. So you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but speaking yeah. of like that. Also, for us being like a, a, a new, now starting to focus more on group travel in Zimbabwe, it's it's definitely hit us a little bit harder because, as as you know, like if you're starting out a business, you're investing a lot of, um, you know, money, time, and all of that, and for it to just come down crumbling on our, on our face really has been a lot. But you know, we we're still trying to be optimistic and. Yeah, just keep on working and keep on trying to keep the brand alive, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like that you mentioned keeping the brand alive. Um, like, what are some of the ways that um, you guys have responded to, has have responded to, you know, having a, a bit more time on your hands? Are you guys, um, I know I noticed that you've released um, a, a vlog, I think two vlogs or something. So, like, have you been releasing more yeah. content? Um, have you been taking, have you been making more use of other social mm-hmm. platforms yeah. So yeah, we we have been creating more content like vlogs and made more sit downs, like just you know talking about travel in general. Mm-hmm. And we also recently joined the uh, nation. So, so you know we are on lockdown right now in South Africa and mm-hmm. Zimbabwe right mm-hmm. now. So we're like you know just sharing different destinations in Africa and also the world, right? Yeah. yeah so Africa, yeah, man, mm-hmm. the world and wherever we've been. So we've mm-hmm. been trying to just you know start. We actually started um our day one today. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so hopefully the next few days will keep uh people a little bit more. Entertained, uh, yeah. till we know where we stand, really. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I know. I, I really. Um, I spoke to another um guest previously on um the twenty one destinations um hashtag, and we're talking about how that's so cr- it's been that's so creative of African travel, you know, bloggers to take on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, seeing so many beautiful yeah, destinations. It also. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You absolutely. Discover more destinations, yeah, in the continent and also around the world. So that was really nice. That 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 is a nice, um, you know, challenge to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, speaking of travel and you know the future, um, you know, I was thought, like the this um other guest that I spoke to, um, Roda, and I also spoke to um a previous guest, Chibuzo, who he's in the airline industry, and we we're talking about how after Corona. It seems like there'll be more of a shift towards domestic tourism because uh-huh. people will still be like a little bit hesitant to fly from another continent to come to Africa. So um, it's up to like the local people to, you know, travel and promote our own destinations. So I think it's really great that you guys have, you know, have you guys started, started a while ago of, you know, promoting Zimbabwe. So like I think now it's even going to be more important for um local african travel blog uh, bloggers and vloggers to absolutely. share their destinations yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think for us as well what was more important for afro nomads uh was to really promote our country you know like there is a lot of there is a lot of content out there but there isn't a lot of detailed information when it comes to zimbabwe you know we wanted that when people come on our page or on our social media they scroll down or whatever and we look at our threads, they get more information out of for Zimbabwe and anyone anyone else who's gonna try and come to Zimbabwe. So you're right, we're gonna keep we're we're gonna have to keep on, you know, uh promoting yeah. Zimbabwe and giving out um information. Mm-hmm. I, I guess uh useful information, I'd mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, that's yeah. great. Um, I wanted to find out like where you guys would love to go. What's the first place you're going to go after Corona? <laughs> Assuming we, we don't, we don't, want, we don't know when it's going to end, but like if we could just imagine like the first place you want to go to after this ends. Okay, so local wise, you definitely want to go to this place called Gonarejo, mm -hmm. um, in the eastern part of Zimbabwe, and um, um, it's famously known for its um, Chilojo cliffs. They call it. They're like um, rock cliffs that mm -hmm. were formed a long time ago. But it's also famous for having a lot, a lot of um, yeah, the highest population of elephants in Zimbabwe. So we definitely are. Looking forward to visit that place oh, uh, nice. after Corona, I guess. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. And did you, is there anywhere else like internationally <laughs> yeah, you want to go? Want to visit Rwanda? Oh, I want to go to Rwanda so yeah, bad. We've been looking at Rwanda. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> there's um. There's... So hoping that will happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a black travel conference that I've been seeing like advertised that's supposed to happen in October. In Rwanda, um, black, oh, it's actually yeah, a black yeah, women yeah, travel yeah. conference. Yes, so I was thinking of mm, that would be a good time. Really yeah, Ho yeah. Hopefully, if this is done by then. Ah, yeah, yeah. So. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hope by then, you know, things would have settled and um, we'll be able to travel because <laughs> we're eating to travel right now. I know. Yeah, it's a new territory for some of us who are always trying to somewhere else so yeah i know it's 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 really sucks um where can we keep following you guys and your travels and the content that you're producing on social media afronomad is our handle and on twitter and instagram it's afronomad zim so yeah that's where you can find us basically for all our yeah socials Okay, great. Um, I would like to thank you so much, Teru and Chedza, for sharing your thoughts um, on the Mwende Wino podcast, um, especially in these uncertain times. And, um, you know, I always end every episode like wishing you safe travels, but, you know, there's no traveling right now. <laughs> um, at least not physically. Um, but I still, you know, will... Uh, I, I'll still wish you well and, you know, to keep safe. Um, and, um, I'll still, you know, because of tradition, I will still say that on your next travels, whenever that may be, I wish you, uh, well, or as we say in Zambia, Mwende Wino. Uh, thank you. Cheers. Thank you for having us. You're welcome.